Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. San Francisco, are you ready? Bam! Welcome to another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the Bay Area Fan Perspective. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Solis the First, and our esteemed co-host, Old Man Davis. Bam! Here we go. This is it. The final edition of the second season of the Goldcast, and what a great season it was for us. Unfortunately, we cannot say the same about the 49ers, but we do end the season on a win, and we avoid being swept by the NFC West. And the San Francisco 49ers have defeated the St. Louis Rams. Final thoughts on the game, Raymond. Still really, really conservative. They barely won that game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think you still need to address the coaching staff going into the following season because aside from Blaine Gabbert being off today, I saw a coaching staff that very much like every other game is kind of playing not to lose versus playing to win. And you're not going to win a lot of football games, as their record indicates, when you have that kind of mentality going into the game. I I really believe in this coaching staff, the guys that are here. They're very good people. So uh, even though I like the win, it's nice to win, to not get swept by the entire division. Still a lot of, you know, questions going into the offseason. Number one, uh, what are you going to do about the coaching staff? Because certainly the current staff is certainly not the answer. I really believe in this coaching staff. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that's probably the most pertinent conversation. We're recording this just after the game. The game, so when you guys hear this 49er faithful, the game has just ended. So we, maybe between now and the time this is released, we'll have an, an official word on Tim Jamsula, Jamsula Tim and see if we have any answers for him. But I would imagine word would maybe come out either later today or tomorrow. What do you guys think? I'm not going to make this about Jim and the and Jim's job status. Um, I'd like to just uh, add, boys, that uh, our new name for Tim Jomsula is Tim Puntsula. Well, what do you what do you guys think about that? Not kicking the ball. Did you think that was too conservative, Ray? Just like Ray said, playing scared. Yeah. You're playing conservative. I, I think so. You got the game on the line. I mean, it ultimately worked out in their favor, but it could have just as easily gone the other way, too. With the win, it looks like the right move. If I'm kind of taking the whole season into consideration, then it's just kind of more of the same conservative play we've seen all year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and when you go through tough seasons, what happens is you start getting one-offs and spin-offs, and the season pulls at you. What do you think about Gabbard? He passes for 354 yards, which is actually the most yards that a quarterback has passed since week one of 2013 when Cap passed for 412. What do you think about BG? We had a win today, and that's huge against a good division opponent, and we definitely don't take wins for granted, and I want that to be the focal point. It was it was kind of a pretty wonky game for him. He, he was off today. There was a lot of overthrows. I mean, we could have had another touchdown earlier in the game when there was a wide open Torrey Smith in the end zone. All he had to do was arch the ball into him as he had both defenders beat on that play. Instead, he overthrows him. There was two shovel, uh, kind of quick, quick shovel passes to the running back. And those ones, he kind of just lost his grip and underthrew him. And those are just, those are just three examples off the top of my head, but there was a handful more. 
I mean, ultimately, he made the plays when he needed to make them the most, which is what you want to see, which is typically uh, what we didn't get out of Kaepernick this year when it counted most. Kaepernick did not make those throws. And so at the end of the day, Gabbert made the throws he needed to make. But again, poor play calling. Uh, not enough time in the pocket, uh, a lot of rush throws, a lot of check downs, uh, even one missed open, wide open opportunity up top uh, between the tight end and or uh, Torrey Smith in that case. So overall, it wasn't Gabbert's best game, but he made the throws when it needed, when it counted the most, which is ultimately what you want to see at the end of a game, which kind of makes everything else a little bit more forgivable or easier to swallow. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, I think with a better offensive line, you can expect better play. When you're getting rushed and hurried to the degree that Gabbard is, it's really, really hard to make plays within or outside of the pocket. But as you can see, he kind of, he does make better decisions uh, over cap. In this current sediment, in the current mm-hmm. climate, yeah, I agree with that. It's a game at the end of the day. Uh, it's not life or death. Old Man Davis, final thoughts on Blaine Gabbert for the season. Has he met your expectations? Has he gone below them, over them? I think uh, physically he fits the role of what the 49ers quarterback position should be. It's debatable as to whether or not Jeep Christ uh, will be with the team into next season. But based on their style of offense, Blaine is a good choice to at least, again, consider. I've said this week after week. I'm a fan of BG, Glane Babbert. I'll continue saying that until there's a better quarterback than him that the 49ers will select. His maturity mentally, I think he still has a lot of ceiling to uh, climb in uh, getting it right. I consider myself a smart guy. So I would uh, hope that the offseason pays off well for him. Uh, if he's to continue thinking he's going to start for the 49ers. That's right. Okay, so let's... I think the defense has a lot of shining spots going forward. Defensively, you have more promise there than you do offensively, where uh, once again, you just need a lot of work to be done. And defensively, you've got some promise. You just need the right. Either you give Mangini another shot, which I doubt happens if Tom Sula goes, or um, you tighten things up with Mangini. Looking at Blaine's Gabbard's game this earlier today, it's very sloppy, but my overall impression of him in the second half of the 49ers season, I would easily say he's maybe not up there with the Carson Palmers or the Matt Ryans, Cam Newtons, Tom Brady's of the world, but he probably falls under the, the tier level of a Ryan Tannehill, Stafford, Jay Cutler, Alex Smith, Alex Smith, even Matt Hasselbeck. He's like where Alex Smith was before Harbaugh showed up. So there's still room to see where, where his potential could be. Yeah. Here's what I think is the best case scenario for the situation is that we release Tom Sula, then we get a strong, strong coach. Looking at you, Sean Payton. Oh, you're going to be happy about what's what's coming up on that front. Hit me, hit me. Well, this is fresh, fresh off this morning. According to Ian Rappaport, if the 49ers make a move worth noting, last year a person close to Sean Payton made it known that he'd consider the SF job if he was free. That says if he is free. Don't give me no bammer weeds. Yeah. So if New Orleans doesn't do anything to restructure his contract and keep him and Drew Brees together, then he'll look elsewhere and consider San Francisco. Otherwise, the ball's in New Orleans court. Okay, I like that. So 
Definitely, I want to see that strong, strong head coach, number one. We trade Cap. I think Cap still has a lot of potential, but more importantly, we need that money. We need that money, and we need that money to spend to build back the build the back the offensive line, build the defense through the draft and through free agency. I think it's a must that we. Trade cap just for the money. I think right now the money is more important than cap. And I think the ceiling on him is very high, but the floor can also be very low. He's a very, it's kind of feast or famine the last couple of years with Colin Kaepernick. So I think that's the best way to go. Build that offensive line. Keep, keep continuing rebuilding the defense. And I, I think we're solid. Raymond, what do you think? What is your... What is your? I'd like to see a trade of uh, John Sula uh, with trade Eric, John Sula with Eric Pierce, and that would at least get us a, a round uh, eighth round draft pick. I think you could get a probably a really nice Billy Goat for the both of them, like a really solid, healthy Billy Goat. Maybe one you could take to a competition. Did somebody sign Billy Goat? <laughs> Sourdough Sam, ladies and gentlemen, his final appearance in the final win of the week. Hey, I- Hey, Ray, Rudy, I got to say, I really enjoyed this season, even though we only won five games. And I think I only appeared less than ten times on this show. But other than that, I really think this Job Sula character, he's not going to be here next season. All I know, they're already kicking me off the stadium right now. They're getting the NFL's getting ready to put on their uh, green grass and get ready for the Super Bowl. I hope they get to let me still run around the whole stadium thinking that singing them mighty tunes that I've been coming up with. Thank you, Sourdough Sam. And Jen York! Apparently, Billy Goat is the best way to bring Sourdough Sam into the fold. Absolutely. Raymond, best plan of attack going forward. We place you in the ownership's chair. What do you do? Well, I think you fire Jim Tomsula. That's kind of the consensus around the media right now is that that's what's going to happen. All the major media outlets are expecting the 49ers to fire Tomsula regardless of a technically irrelevant win today over the St. Louis Rams. And I think that's what you need to do because you, all the conservative play, all of the undisciplined play, or the inconsistency across the board where you're great at home, you're bad on the road. Could you please just once say something, something positive? I think you definitely fire Tom Sula. You know, the Cleveland didn't wait very long. Neither did Philadelphia. So I'm not sure what exactly they want to do within the next 24 hours before making that formal announcement. But I think you do need to make the announcement regardless because the the play has been too inconsistent all year. Great defense at home, terrible on the road. Among the top teams in the NFL leading the league in penalties, all of the quarterback controversy issues, the offensive line issues, the conservative play all throughout the season, playing to not to lose versus playing to win, all of the mixing and matching of personnel that should have come sooner but did not, all of that stuff. It's just all, all of it screams he's not the guy. I'm not saying he doesn't know football or that he's not a good – or doesn't belong in the NFL. He absolutely does. He's a terrific position coach, but making the jump from position coach to head coach is clearly a tall, a tall order for anybody. I mean, John Madden was one of the only guys to do it successfully. I think if Tom, Tom Sula wants a chance to head coach again, he's going to have to start – as a coordinator first. But in, in this case, if he gets fired, I think he'll start at, he'll go right back down to position coach first because he is very good at that. He's a fiery coach. But I think you, you know, going back to the topic at hand, yeah, you fire him and you start to bring in new coaching staff and start to work towards 2016. And you, you also include 
a Kaepernick trade unless the new coach thinks that they can do something with that and want to make him compete following the 2016 season. My job status and anything going forward there can be handled throughout the rest of the week. I agree. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Agreed. Throughout the rest of the week. Setting the tone early so that the ball is set in motion. Not only the fans, but the organization is able to see that things are moving in a, in a direction other than backwards. All right. So lots of questions. Um, hopefully by the time the faithful hears this, we will have answers on the future of the 49ers. Yeah. We will definitely see. I mean, uh, Ryan Sakamoto of NinerFans.com saying that the Niners are going to do it in less than 24 hours, that it's going to happen immediately following the St. Louis game, although we haven't seen anything yet as it's been almost an hour since the game, so who knows. That is according to Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. You know, it's about the game today. I've been with Jimmy my whole career. I love Jimmy. It's always been a good time with him. But today, you know, we won a game, and let's give him some praise for that. Let's not talk about the rumor or whatever was said. All right, so let's talk about the probably the biggest controversy in sports right now. We, we let it simmer for about a week, and some new information has come up, but it's still so big mystery as to how accurate this is. We are talking about Peyton Manning and the use of performance-enhancing drugs. But first, a word from our sponsor. If you're looking for the latest and greatest 49ers podcast, then look no further than right here. The 49ers Gold Cast. Funny, passionate, and simply the best. The 49ers Gold Cast is the only podcast that represents the Bay Area fan perspective. Hosted by me, Rudy Solis III, my brother, Raymond Solis I, and that silly old curmudgeon, Old Man Davis. The 49ers Gold Cast is the voice of the faithful. You can download the latest episode of the 49ers Gold Cast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 49ers Gold Cast. Okay, so... There's a documentary that uh, w- was released last Sunday titled The Dark Side, Secrets of Sports Dopers. I, I do like the uh, subtle tie-in to Star Wars. Well done. You can find it online on YouTube. Uh, it's a documentary that follows uh, British hurdler Liam Collins as he goes undercover in search of illegal performance-enhancing drugs in, in, in what he claims to be an effort to make the 2016 Olympics. One of the people featured on there is a gentleman by the name of Charles Sly. Uh, he claims that Peyton Manning, along with Green Bay Packer Clayton Matthews, were among the list of NFL players using HGH. Sly claims that the drugs were sent to Manning's home, but under his wife's name in 2011. The newest controversy came out today from Al Jazeera that said a second source confirms that HGH was shipped to Peyton Manning's wife from the Indianapolis anti-aging clinic. Mm. And Deborah Davies said pharmacist Charlie Sly was not the only person who told Al Jazeera's investigation team that the Geyer Institute shipped HGH to Ashley Manning while the star quarterback sat out in the 2011 season with the neck injury. That source was not mentioned in the Dark Side documentary that you mentioned a minute ago, brother. And that was because the source was confidential and could not be named, Davies said. The network, she said, I guess only used the source to corroborate Sly's statements, which were secretly recorded on a hidden camera. Yeah. Old Man Davis, what do you think about this? Do you think he did it? I think he's capable of doing it. Uh, did he do it? 
It, this one's uh this one definitely sounds mysterious. I look at a player like Peyton and I think in the league this long, that many surgeries, prescription or mail sent under his wife's name. You just roll your eyes to this, so I would say I I believe this a lot. Definitely. That man is a crook. For shizzle dizzle. <laughs> wait, wait, who's a crook? Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning is a crooked player. Hall of Famer. Oh, Hall of Fame crook. A Hall of Fame crook. I, I, personally, I don't really care if he did it. Do you guys care if he did it? I, it doesn't bother me. Even if he did it. I don't care. Didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, at this in, point. Preserving his career, yeah. But, but I mean, hey, you know, he came out like gangbusters in that first season for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to cheat, there's only one man to reach out to if you're going to cheat and cheat effectively, or two, depending on who you're talking to. And that, of course, is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So if you're going to do it right, you might as well go to the Masters and get the right info because HGH is, clearly wasn't the answer in Manny's case, and he got caught. I think he did it. You think he did it? And, 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 yeah, I think he did it to just to help him recover because he clearly has an ardent love for the game and wasn't ready to hang up the cleats. I agree. Then it doesn't. It, again, I, I don't. I don't really think it was the wrong decision. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Oh man, yeah, kind of like yeah, whatever. Oh man, Davis, are you not okay with it? You called him a crook. He's a he's a uh, that's uh, stealing from the integrity of of not only the uh, National Football League but the game of football. Why? Just because he took HGH to recover from a, a neck injury? That's a crook right there, and that's a problem. So this is a problem. Oh man, Davis, I think you're being a hater. You're just being a little bit of a hater on uh on Peyton, given that he's on the different Broncos, which is obviously a first well, rival of the. Well, here's the thing, Raiders. boy. There's a lot of haterade juice left over on the sidelines, given that there wasn't a whole lot of game being played. And uh, I'm just drinking. I choose not to drink your Kool-Aid. So instead, I'll drink the haterade. I have no problem with that. But yeah, clearly. All right, so let's move on to our final topic of the evening. I was right. I, I only had one team wrong. I was so close the sweeping, but I did win as having the most accurate predictions this year. I called the AFC. I last week I thought for sure it was done, but man, the Jets lose to the Bills and the Steelers go in. They defeated the Browns, right? The Browns, right? That's what they defeated. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they are in. I love it. Oh, uh, here's a question: AFC Championship game. Who is it? The Patriots have literally limped into this postseason, don't you think? Those last two back-to-back losses were really wonky, and they just looked out of sorts. Brady limped off of the press conference today. Like, literally. Literally limp. Women weaken legs. Yeah, they are not looking very good. So what they do you think? Be, they, can, they can be one and done. They could be. Um, they're facing the Chiefs, and the Chiefs the are— The Chiefs are playing really good defensively. Offensively, they're doing just enough to win. So if they can keep up that same trend in Foxborough, which won't be easy. But I, if anybody can knock them off, then Kansas City is probably the best bet. They're definitely the dark horse. You know they've won 10 straight games? Yeah, since starting 1-5. Yeah, since starting 1-5. 10-0. <laughs> yeah, they never they never lost up to that fifth one. Talk about a turnaround. I'm really happy for Alex Smith as well. Yeah. You know, I think he deserves that. Old Man Davis, AFC Championship, who's in? Who do you see being there in the final? It's really tough to say. For the AFC, but I want to know what your thoughts are. If you had to pick, gun to your head right now, 
final two teams standing left in the AFC. I just like the Steelers. I've liked them uh, all season. They just still stuck in it and found a way to win. They won their way into the playoffs. I would take Pittsburgh even if Andy Dalton was healthy. So then, and then Chiefs roll over the Texans. Chiefs roll over the Texans. Now the Steelers against the Broncos. Brock Osweiler or uh, Peyton Manning. You know, Peyton Manning came in and played the played the game. Peyton Manning should be a fullback. <laughs> yep, that's the perfect position for him. <laughs> the perfect position is fullback. That's always, I've always kind of felt that about him. He's very as a very. Uh, Steelers over the Broncos, and Steelers going to the Super Bowl. You think Steelers to the Super Bowl? Steelers to the Super Bowl. Wow. You have AFC Championship Chiefs Steelers? Yes. Mike Tomlin gets the Steelers back in the bowl once again. Wow. Ray, do you agree with any of that? That scenario. Bowl prediction. That is Super Bowl. The sixth seed. Which is, yeah, I think it's happened before. We've been playing wild cards have gone to the Super Bowl, but Raymond, your thoughts? It's it's a possibility. I don't see Houston getting far. I don't know how far Denver can go. I, see, I can see Denver getting to the AFC Championship, but I think uh, I think Kansas City is kind of your sleeper that might. I think they get to the AFC Championship. I think New England gets knocked out because Brady's not 100%. He's going to play regardless, but... I think he's going to get knocked out early. Cincinnati can't do anything without Andy Dalton, nor and nor is he all that reliable if he was there, given his playoff record. Houston doesn't have the quarterback to get through the playoffs. Peyton Manning's back, and although he's not Peyton Manning, it gives Denver a fighting chance. So who knows? I don't know. I'd say it's a toss-up. I, I think AFC might be Kansas City and Pittsburgh, but it, it very well could be Denver. But you don't think the Patriots go at all? No, I don't think Patriots go. Yeah, they're looking pretty rough. That, that's, I can't see it. That, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough to see. I think Peyton having all that time to rest might be really good for him. And I think there's definitely an, an opportunity for them for, for them to, to advance. Oh, man, that's a, that's a good one, old man Davis. If you're right, that's a good one. If you're right, you might be the new champ. It's not important to be consistent. It's important to be right. All right, looking towards the NFC, what about the Seahawks destroying the Cardinals today? Just destroyed them. What happened? What happened? I was so angry. You lose games on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You don't lose them on Sunday, in my opinion. We lost this all week in practice. Well, you know, our unofficial fourth member, Rudy Solis Jr., our father, Raymond and I, he said he wasn't surprised because he didn't think the Arizona Cardinals are as good as their record has shown. I love you too, Daddy. Raymond, what do you think? Do you think the Seahawks are the dark horse of the NFC playoffs? Uh, you never know because they've been there before and experience can always trump your record, you know, despite having a good year. You know, it's just like the Giants when the Giants would limp into the playoffs and then get to the Super Bowl and win it all. They weren't overwhelmingly good in the regular season and neither was Seattle. But the fact that Seattle's been there two times in the last three years is certainly a team I would not count out. I wouldn't say they're the dark horse, but don't be surprised if they make it past the first round. Mm. Now, here's the thing, though, with the Seahawks. They have to win. They're the sixth seed right now. If the Packers – so if the Packers lose, the Seahawks are the sixth seed, and they have to win on the road all the way through the playoffs. Not a fun spot to be. I still think Panthers, Cardinals, NFC Championship. Arizona's had a really soft schedule, so I, I wouldn't expect them to get very far. Really? Look at the teams they played through the first eight games. New Orleans, Chicago. San Francisco, St. Louis, Detroit, 
Pittsburgh, they lost to Baltimore and Cleveland. Only one team out of that entire group is in the playoffs through their first eight games. Their last eight games, Seattle, Cincinnati. They beat Seattle and Cincinnati, so kudos there. They beat San Francisco, St. Louis, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Green Bay, Seattle. They lost to Seattle today. This was a nice wake-up call. So in the second half, they beat they did beat Cincinnati in a shootout, Seattle, and they beat Green Bay. So you have three wins there, but look at the rest of your schedule. They are not very tested, in my opinion. They've had a very soft schedule due to a, a lackluster NFC West. Interesting. Interesting. So they're 500 against playoff teams. Who's in the NFC? You have to go with Carolina. Yeah, for sure. You think Carolina goes all the way? I think it's possible. I think they go to NFC Championship for sure. You think they go to the NFC Championship? Yeah. Old Man Davis. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Vikings versus Panthers. You're the dumbest person alive. Wow. I don't well, I see an Arizona Cardinal team that's had a soft schedule that makes me want to think they very well could just blow it for themselves in one game. Wow. They, they barely beat Minnesota. They barely beat Cincinnati. Okay, who wins the Super Bowl, Old Man Davis? Carolina or Pittsburgh? I say Carolina. Carolina. Defense wins championships. Superman wins championships. You son of a bitch. If Carolina wins it all, it'll be on it'll be on the laurels of the defense. Uh, yeah, defense wins championships. I agree with you 100%. I, I think Carolina wins if they go to the Super Bowl. Carolina wins. Ooh, this is gonna be this is a this is actually a pretty decent post, but no clear standouts in terms of teams that just look unbeatable. Everyone seems pretty beatable, and everyone has has been beaten several times this year. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. We'll we'll, we'll find out. All right, Raymond, where can they find us? You can find us facebook.com slash 49ers Goldcast. Like us there. You can also follow us on Twitter at 49ers Goldcast. You can also subscribe to us via YouTube, Stitcher, and iTunes for all the latest and greatest episodes as they become live to the public each and every week during the NFL season. That's right. Raymond, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis. You can also find me on Instagram at Ray Solis one you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rudy Solis third. Rudy Solis number three R D. Rudy Solis third. Old Man Davis, where can they find you? The putting green throughout the Bay Area. See me throughout 2016. Uh, Coach Bill Walsh and I are getting together. Just going to uh, talk about old times when the Raiders no, were great and certainly when the 49ers were good. We are going on a break. You know, there's, there is the possibility, faithful, that the Goldcast may do one more in January. But we are definitely going to be taking a small break after this long and tumultuous season. Keep close. When we're back out, you will definitely hear from us. We will definitely be back for the draft. We'll start to rev up in the summer. We'll, we'll definitely be back for free agency stuff. So you're going to hear from us. As for right now, we, as since the 49ers are not in the postseason, we are going to be taking a little break. They are the best team in the NFL. Thank you so much for listening. 49er Faithful, it's been a pleasure. We love the 49ers as much as you do, and we really appreciate all of the positive support and feedback that we have received in our second season as the Bay Area Fan Perspective, the voice of the faithful. Any closing statements, guys? Here's the next year. Here's to the draft. I think we hold the fifth pick overall, first round. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Just win, baby. Bam! There we go. Thank you so much, 
final episode of this season. So concludes another edition of the 49er Goldcast. We are the Bay Area Fan Perspective. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. And our esteemed co-host. Old Man Davis. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. Maybe Maybe if you just get get more intensity. intensity. Just Just take take it over one one more time. time. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Ray, give, give me, me that, that uh, uh, um, usual suspects uh, ca- uh, character voice. Go ahead, Ray. What? Great, 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 great. All right. Hopefully, uh, Rudy, that's inspired you. And action. Same gold cast time, same gold cast channel. Perfect. Cut. Great, guys. Great job. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. The season, it is over. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for doing this week in and week out with me. I really appreciate it. And I know it's as much yours as it is mine, but I appreciate it. So thank you guys. I really enjoyed working with you guys. Of course. It was a lot better than last year. I had more fun this year, even with the shittier team. Yeah, despite the shitty season. (laughs) Love you guys. We'll talk soon.